Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam is going to uh, produce the broadcast today. Uh, so we hopefully we'll hear from you, talk some hoops, talk some football. Uh, sadly, uh, this has just happened in the last few minutes. The University of Virginia has canceled its final home game of the season following that just awful uh, shooting. And uh, your, your heart just goes out to them uh, over you know what happened just just an awful awful thing um if everything goes right today florida florida state is going to be interesting over the next 9 days three different games will take place between florida and florida state today women's basketball friday men's basketball and then next friday week from friday obviously, uh, Gator football. Uh, We're going to talk, I hope, with Florida State's women's basketball coach, Brooke Wyckoff, here uh, to talk about her team getting ready for the Gators. Both teams, by the way, uh, are unbeaten. Um, So that's always good. Uh, She all set, Sam? Okay. All right. Let's bring in. FSU's women's basketball coach Brooke Wyckoff to the show. Hi, Brooke. Welcome. Thank you for doing this. Um, Gators getting set to yep. Gators getting set to play you here uh, for fans listening. Tell us about your team early on here. What you like in these first couple three games you've played? Well, um, I'm really excited about how we've started. That um, we have a great mix of experience and uh, different. We have a lot of experience and we have some newbies, some fresh faces. Um, and a lot of different skill sets. And I feel like the mix and the chemistry right now um, is, is really working well. And uh, we've been able to, to do some good things on the offensive end and continue to work on the defensive end um, as well. Uh, when you look at Florida on tape, what do you see? Oh, I see a big team. <laughs> I see a lot of size, a lot of physicality, a lot of talent. Um, and again, experience and uh scoring um you know they get after it uh, on the defensive end really really well they pressure you pretty much all game full court in different ways um so uh, i see i see a really strong basketball team uh for those who don't know uh, brooke played at florida state i was actually doing uh, gator women's basketball when she plays so i remember you playing brooke um <laughs> you, you know coming to florida state and and being named the head coach that, that must have been a pretty big deal to you Oh, it was huge. It was huge. I mean, just to be at my alma mater um, and and representing and now leading the program, huge honor, having so much fun with it and uh, just, you know, ready to continue the legacy that, that Sue Semrell built here as well. When did you realize you wanted to coach? <laughs> um, when I When I retired from playing professionally and was like, now what am I going to do? And and I'm like, well, I've been playing basketball for 20 years, so I guess I should put that towards something, you know. So 
really just kind of fell into it happened without me thinking I was going to be a coach and but man I'm glad I'm glad it happened I love it you know you've got uh, a nice mix here on your team as you said kind of you know people who've been in the program but I ask coaches I've never talked to before about NIL and about you know recruiting through that with the transfer portal uh it's something you have to do obviously but are you a fan of it you know, at times, yes, when it works to our benefit and when <laughs> yeah. we get great kids out of the portal, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and, and also to see, uh, you know, student athletes benefiting from NIL and, and, you know, financially being able to, to have resources they've never had before. Great. I love that. Um, you know, but there's always something to complain about, about everything. And, you know, I have my complaints, but it is, it's the new normal. And that's just, we got to accept it, move forward, do the best we can with, with all of it. You know, one of the things I think that maybe is overlooked is that, uh, just preparing to talk to you, uh, FSU is one of eight current programs to make the NCAA tournament each of the last nine postseasons. Mm-hmm. I think that says something about the consistency that, that, uh, coach Semerall had and, and what the Seminoles mm-hmm. bring to the table here. Yeah, that's something we really pride ourselves on is that, you know, we the standard here is that we make the NCAA tournament and then we, you know, try to go as deep as possible. So, um, you know, the, no biggie. I got to I got to keep that going. Here. Um, that'll be, that'll be uh, the true test of, of how I do. But I mean, that's just what we want. We want a standard of excellence here and players want to play in a program like that. Um, so that's what kind of we gear every season towards. You've played in this game, you know, as a player, and now you're, you know, coaching in it. it I mean, look, you, you want to beat your rival, no doubt, but is it, a, is it a good rivalry in the sense of, you know, respect for each other's programs? Absolutely. I, I love this rivalry. I have so much respect for the University of Florida, first and foremost, and then, you know, the staff and, and the players, the great players that – um, are in that program it's it's so much fun because it's highly competitive uh you know elite programs on both sides and something you know a little extra to play for you got to love that and so i'm glad that we have this game every year by the way coach's first win uh as the interim head coach came against the gators right it was that's yeah. so true you know you're right it was i've forgotten about that thank yeah. you okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> Last couple of things here. Uh, you have done a really good job in terms of blocks. You know, I think you have like eight or nine blocks a game. You've scored a lot of points, but I know coaches mm-hmm. always look and say we can do better. What are some <laughs> areas you think you can do better in? Um, I, I think just finding our consistency on the defensive end. You know, I, I mean, that's the thing that we've got to be able to hang our hat on to be competitive uh, with elite programs. And so it's, we play some really, really great defense for good parts of the game, but we got to put it, you know, put four quarters together. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a growing process. That's a learning process. Um, and so that's what I'd always love to see improve um, on that end, but really proud of, of the improvements we've made since we started back in June. So <laughs> focusing on that. Final thing, you, your, your mix on your team, I think is very interesting because you have a freshman in Latson who I think was yes. the ACC player of the week, and yet you got a yes. grad guard, O'Brien. Uh, it, it, you must like the mix here and what these athletes bring for you. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that we have fresh, um, you know, great talent, like in a Tania Latson who's just coming in, doesn't know any better, is just going to go do what she does and, and with a lot of confidence. 
Um, and then we have that experience. We have great players in, in Jasmine Massengill and, and Taylor O'Brien who have been there, done that, been at, you know, played in all kinds of games like this, played a lot of college basketball, who bring that consistency and that ability just to keep everybody level, ride, ride the wave of the highs and lows of a basketball game and a basketball season. Well, Brooke, I appreciate you taking time to do this and talking to us. Thank you, and we'll see what happens tonight when the Gators and the Seminoles' first of three meetings here between these two schools over the next nine days. So appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. You got it, Coach. Thank you. Brooke Wyckoff, uh, Florida State's women's basketball coach. They average 89 points a game. So uh, they've done pretty well. Uh, okay, we got a lot of guests today. Not as many as yesterday, but we have a lot of guests. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will join us next. The new voice of the Seminoles is going to join us today. And the voice of uh, Vanderbilt, Andrew Allegretta, will talk about Commodore football as well. So that's all in between your questions, calls, and comments. 12-12, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, this is Bryce Mitchell. Florida women's basketball heads to Tallahassee today to face off against the Florida State Seminoles. The Gators lead the Florida Rivalry Series 43-35. Florida is coming off a dominating win against UNC Asheville where they forced 35 turnovers. Make sure to tune in here tonight at 545 to catch tip-off. The men's basketball team will also travel to Tallahassee to face off against Florida State on Friday at 8 p.m. Yesterday, Florida's Parker Valby was named SEC Women's Runner of the Year. And last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Dallas Stars 5-4 in overtime. Alex Killorn had the winning shot for the Lightning. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. 
He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly. Southeast Cardinal C310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Folks, I've told you about them for a long time. The Cousins family has owned and operated that business from day one. And from that first day, done the same thing over 40-plus years. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late-model, low-mileage vehicles. The selection is great. They do a really good job of bringing to their place of business the widest selection of vehicles because they want to give you the best choice of what you want. They understand that purchasing a vehicle is a big deal, costs money, and you want that vehicle to last you a long time, and you want they want you to love the vehicle you're, you're driving, so they work their magic to bring you the best selection they can. You want to go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue, check them out, and you can test drive the vehicles for yourself or go online for more information, secars.com. Dot com. When you go in, tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF alumni and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgate sponsored by GEICO. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and beverages from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. The Mary Wise Show, Tuesday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, going to join us now to talk a little college football here. Um, first of all, Ben, welcome as always. But I, I, a, 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 a listener emailed, and it's an NFL question, but it's a generic one. Uh, Steven says, well, because Aaron Rodgers has talked about, you know, all fields being grass fields. He's, he says, do you think the NFL will eventually go to all grass fields? I think that we actually probably will, to be honest with you. I know that um, like the injury research, I would say, from the NFL's perspective hasn't really found a huge correlation with injury uptick, but uh, I think that may be more, uh, I don't want to get in trouble here, but maybe more uh, you know, faulty methodology than anything else. I know when we've looked at things from an injury perspective, um, the, the natural grass versus turf discussion is very much, I would say, you know, a distinction in some of that. And I think, you know, long term, if we are, you know, definitely serious about player health and everything else, uh, we need to get back to the natural gas element, grass element as quickly as possible. Ben, given maybe what pro football focus looked at at the beginning of the season, let's just say that Florida 
runs the table, which will be tough to do because FSU is playing really well right now, at 7-5, and five, would that be deemed a successful first season for Billy Napier? I think it's I, I think it's close, right? I think you still go back to you, you know kind of the first parts of the season. I think you know the win over Utah at that time, like Utah was uh, and still is a really good football team, and I think that's kind of you know the signature victory. I think that you know where they were at, uh, you know, facing off against Tennessee as well, kind of early on in the season on that September twenty fourth date, like they 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 held them in check, and I think that was you know, the one spot that Tennessee kind of struggled before running into, you know, Georgia in recent weeks. So I think that, you know, the the, the numbers, the gaudy, you know, win numbers and those sorts of things probably aren't, you know, really there from a fan's perspective. But I think, you know, some of these teams that they've played, you know, really well, especially early on in the season, I think, you know, definitely speak to, uh, you know, some, some, some pretty intriguing potential. And I think you can kind of, you know, move past last week, you know, um, you know, a, a little bit. And I think that they're kind of, you know, looking good here against, you know, Texas A&M and kind of a dominant victory against South Carolina. So uh, I think, you know, given the difficult schedule and the fact that they, you know, maybe I would say over, you know, over exceeded even in some of those losses. I think that, you know, moving forward here, it's uh, it, it's got to be a really good building block for Billy Napier in his first season. Uh, all, you know, Cadillac Williams, you, you could just tell he loves Auburn. And, you know, they didn't have a great offensive showing, but they played with a lot of heart and got a win. In your view, is this Lane Kiffin's job to lose? I think so. I think that, you know, the, the where there's a lot of smoke, they definitely, you know, it's fire. And I know that the, the, the practice facility and everything else is, is definitely a, a pretty big draw to the Auburn job. Uh, and I think, you know, Lane Kiffin definitely makes – you know, a, a lot of sense there. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what Cadillac Williams could do over these next, you know, two games outside of, you know, going into uh, Tuscaloosa and pulling off a dramatic upset against Alabama to probably, you know, solidify him as the front runner. But uh, it, it's very encouraging, I would say, to see, you know, players rally around, you know, a, a newer interim coach. And it does seem to be like there is, you know, in, in some situations, like a one-week type of high. So it'll be interesting if, you know, Cadillac Williams and Auburn can kind of carry that forward the next, you know, the next couple of weeks. I think the, you know, the matchup this week against against Western Kentucky, they very much, you know, have to win. But uh, I think that's going to be a little bit of a tough out against, you know, Western Kentucky offense that has definitely some big playabilities. But uh, I still think when it when it comes down to it, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin is probably, you know, very much going to be the expectation for being the next coach at Auburn, and, and will probably, you know, move there if that if that's inevitably what he ends up wanting to do. Ben, I don't know how many people predicted LSU to be in the SEC championship game. I didn't, for sure. Um, how good of a coaching job has Kelly done there? Yeah, I think it. I would say it's it's you know much better than expected. Uh, expect. I think you know very much you know much maligned. I would say this off season with some of the you know the, the speaking gaps and everything else and the developing of the the, the southern accent and everything else. But I, I think, you know, the, the quality and the products they put forth on the football field kind of speaks for itself. Right. And, and like you said, like PFM very much, you know, did not have LSU, uh, you know, anywhere close to where they're currently ranking now as a top 10 team and, uh, you know, both the college football rankings metrics are our own specific power rankings. And I think that speaks to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the, the sum of the parts being a lot bigger than what the parts actually are uh, individually. And I think that is kind of, you know, a testament to coaching and, you know, for all of his faults, uh, you know, he, he gets his players and they, and they play hard week in and week out. And I think, you know, they're, 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 they're dynamic offensively uh, and pretty stout defensively. So I think, you know, overall, 
you know, despite the public kind of being harder on him, uh, I, I very much think that he, you know, ha- has shown uh, pretty sound ability to be, you know, a successful SEC coach this year. Uh, and I think we're going to see that play out kind of every single year going forward. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joining us here talking college football today. Ben, if you don't have this in front of you, it, it, it's fine. But I want to get just a because you guys, you know, grade players and. I want to go back to Anthony Richardson because over his last few games, he has not wowed you in terms of, you know, 300-yard passing games or whatnot, but it's been very solid, at least to my eyes, and certainly much better at protecting the football. Do you see that in his play as well? I, th- I think I think we've definitely seen some, you know, initial improvement, like you said, the the the, the the turnover type situations from early on in the season, obviously, you know, just from uh, you just just from a quality play perspective and everything else, and how big those high variance type plays can be, uh, you know, limiting those has definitely improved his game. I think that the thing that really pops out to me is, you know, the uh, I would say that you know Florida has you know kind of one of the uh, if not one of the best you know rushing attacks I would say in college football right now. I think they rank like you know top five from an EPA perspective on rushing plays you know, top 10 grade, uh, you know, from power five conferences uh, in, in PFS rushing grade. And I think that, you know, it is the spot where Anthony Richardson could win. Uh, you know, his ability to kind of open up lanes for both himself, uh, you know, and the running backs in that particular fashion to play uh, is the reason why Florida has been so successful. So we'll see. I'd also think, you know, the, the interesting thing with Anthony Richardson specifically has been he kind of has, I would say, you know, pretty dramatic splits in play action grade versus no play action. I think he's in like, you know, the second second percentile from no play action passing plays so far this season. I think he's in like the 88th percentile for play action passing. So I, I think when they are kind of hitting in the running game, being successful in that, and then also still offering that threat uh, and, and opening things up for his passing ability, that's when this Florida, you know, Gators offense is definitely at its best. And I think they need to call you know, more of those plays in order to kind of, you know, I would say stay in contention with Alabama here uh, towards the end of the regular season and maybe even, you know, uh, be there at the end and potentially pull off the upset or something. But, you know, when he's the traditional, you know, drop back quarterback uh, and, and asked to throw the football downfield without a lot of motion or anything happening, that's kind of where he struggles. So I think they kind of need to open the playbook up uh, and maybe play a little bit more towards his strengths. And I think, you know, that's where we're going to see you know, the best version of Florida offense being played on the football field. All right, Ben, I got a minute here, so I'm going to play rapid fire with you. Okay, here we go. Does TCU stay in the top four? I think so, yeah. I'm a, I'm a believer in TCU. We have them with, you know, uh, a 50, 52% chance of making the college football playoffs. So uh, I, I think they end up getting there at the end. Better chance, Ohio State or Michigan? I'm going to go Ohio State. I, I still think, you know, the receiving unit, when it gets back and healthy, uh, you know, every, all things considered, Michigan uh, maybe a little bit too reliant on the Russian attack. I know they've been really good at it, best team in the country at it, but uh, I think if they fall behind in one of these games where they are, you know, equals with another team, uh, that's where we're going to see them struggle a little bit. So I think it's Ohio State over Michigan in the Big Ten this year. Does the SEC get two teams in the playoff? Oh, so this is the, this is the, <laughs> this is kind of the question. I'm going to say. I don't know. I'm going to go with yes right now, only because I think it's just Ohio State, um, and I don't think – I don't know. That's that's probably a toss-up question to me, but I would probably lean actually no here initially. But I think there's a number of paths where, you know, we do see, 
you know, Georgia and Tennessee potentially getting in. Final thing, uh, ACC or Pac-12, which conference has the least chance of getting in the playoff? I think it's the ACC. Yeah, I I, I would actually probably uh, disagree with you. I do think, you know, Clemson still has, you know, some semblance of opportunity. And I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm not fully, I would say, uh, uh, you know, really buying into a team like USC uh, or anything like that, kind of getting through the back door there. So I think Clemson's probably more likely than any team uh, in the Pac-12 right now, given what we're currently at. Okay. Where can people see your work, Ben? Yeah, yeah so you can follow me on PFF underscore Ben Brown. Uh, you can definitely hit me up on Twitter. Uh, PFF, we have a new mobile app as well. Uh, you know, if you're into fantasy betting, uh, even just the grades and stuff like that, it can be all at your fingertips on an iPhone uh, if you search uh, PFF's app uh, in the App Store. So, yeah, definitely check us out there. Uh, moving a lot of our content over to that platform, and I think it's going to be, you know, really beneficial for football fans on the go. So definitely check it out there. All right, Ben, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Steve. Have a great show. Yep, thank you. You know what Ben just did? He reminded me of my dad. When I asked him that one question, he went, oh, oofta. Oofta is a Minnesota thing. No, and what what that means is kind of like a lot. Ufta means oh gosh or wow or uh, just really weird to hear him <laughs> say that. Twelve twenty eight time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. The new voice of the Florida State Seminoles joins us next. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM. W-R-U-F. You hear a lot about gratitude this time of year. Online articles, television, social media. Seems like everywhere we go, someone tells us we should be thankful. Now, being thankful is not a bad thing. Even in difficult times, we have so much to be thankful for. But I have a question. Who are you thankful to? In other words, do you pause to consider the ultimate source of all good things in your life? The Bible says that every good and perfect gift can ultimately be traced back to the hand of God. These gifts are an expression of His amazing grace. While many of us embrace the idea of feeling grateful, we often stop short of honestly thanking God for the blessing of our lives. That's like receiving a gift but never thanking the giver. This Thanksgiving, don't just think about what you're thankful for, but to whom you are thankful. This is Bryant Wright wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Score big this Christmas with a gift from Electronics World. Hi, this is Chris Doring. I trust Electronics World for the electronics in my home and highly recommend them. In football, you have to have a great lineup to be successful. And it's the same for the electronics in your home. Check out the Electronics World lineup. Sony, Bowers & Wilkins, Marantz, Yamaha, BDI, Sunbright, Sonos, URC, and more. This holiday season, give them or yourself a gift to enhance your home or office from Electronics World in Gainesville. Online at electronicsworld.net. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! 
At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at radiantcu.org slash earnmore. Federally insured by NCUA. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at Woodstove florida.com join us at odyssey as we all do our one thing together millions of things for our planet thinking of having turkey for the holidays make sure to buy one that was humanely and ethically raised one of the best options is to buy a turkey direct from a local farm if that's not an option look for turkeys that are labeled either usda organic or certified humane be wary of terms like natural cage-free and no hormones as these terms aren't regulated when we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Temperatures falling throughout the day today as winds turn from the north gust to about 15 miles an hour. Tonight turning partly cloudy and getting cold. Tomorrow morning, lows in the mid-40s. In the afternoon tomorrow, sun and clouds well below average temperatures. Highs struggling to get to near 60 degrees. Then tomorrow night into Friday morning, lows in the low 40s, the upper 30s near I-10. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Who gets into the college football playoff, an undefeated TCU or a one-loss Tennessee? I'm going to say a one-loss Tennessee. <laughs> I don't think they want TCU in there. Great story. In college football, you like an underdog for a little while. Yeah, but we don't want them to play for national title. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football. The NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, we all know the Gators have a new voice of the Gators. Well, Florida State has a new voice of the Seminoles, replacing longtime voice Gene Deckerhoff. My pleasure to bring Jeff Colhane here for the first time, hopefully the first of many. We get a chance to talk with him when Florida takes on Florida State. Jeff, thanks for doing this. Welcome. Hey, appreciate you, Steve. Thanks for having me on, and looking forward to uh, we got a lot of FSU Florida <laughs> matchups coming up here in the next uh, nine days. Yeah, no doubt about it. Starts tonight, and then uh, uh, with basketball, and then football. Let, let me start with basketball. I mean, it, it, very unusual to see FSU struggling the way it is because of the success Leonard Hamilton's had there. What's the story so far here? Yeah, uh, this is this is something that uh, not used to right. Um, first time since 2000, 2001, that Florida State has began a season 0-3. And um, this is a team that is, 
been bitten hard by the injury bug. Uh, obviously, the Baba Miller NCAA suspension, we could probably do an entire show on that if we really wanted to. Uh, that was a disappointing ruling that came down right before the season began uh, on a Friday. And so um, it's a team right now that's got seven available scholarship players. Uh, Naheem McLeod, uh, the 7-4 big man, is is a week-by-week, week, I think kind of game-by-game game, uh, decision with a, a lower leg and, and ankle injury. And so it's been, it's been frustrating. Uh, it's been head-scratching. And I think it's a team that, from a mental standpoint, even though we're early in the season, I mean, they've been, you know, Steve, dealing with a ton of injuries since going back to last year and just have had a lot of bad mojo, bad luck thrown their way. Uh, really need to get some momentum and certainly in, in dire need of a, of a victory and going to be a challenge on Friday night uh, with the Florida team that will be hungry themselves coming to town. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, you, you kind of touched on it, um, you know, sometimes when there isn't a good mojo there, effort lacks. Do you still see good effort with the team? Oh, I think it's improved, yeah. You know, in the opener versus Stetson, uh, it, w- it was a little surprising that, you know, it-, it felt like maybe, especially on the glass, it wasn't there. And at UCF, the the Friday uh, uh, prior um, here this, this last week, uh, that was a tough night. That's when McLeod went down. And UCF, with their length and their athleticism, uh, really made night, uh, that night difficult on Florida State uh, on the glass. And so um, it, it got remedied, I felt like. Uh, they out-rebounded Troy on Monday night. Uh, but still, if, if it's you know one thing, it, it turns into another. And too many turnovers, 19 turnovers on Monday night. And so, you know, th- the effort is there. Uh, it's a team that has, you know, really had to dive deep into – the, uh, the roster, you know, a guy like Cameron Corrin, who's a tremendous player, true freshman of Sunrise Christian Academy, a 6'10", um, you know, versatile four that can shoot the three and uh, is a guy that's going to have a bright, bright future. You know, when, when the season began or back in the summertime, I think he was looked at as probably the third guy uh, on, the, on the depth chart behind Naheem McLeod and also behind Jalen Ganey, who suffered a season-ending knee injury a transfer in from Brown, two-time Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year. And so guys are being thrust into action, uh, into more minutes, I think, much earlier than what they were expecting to. And you know, I think you're seeing some of the growing pains, and you're, and you're seeing also defensively, you know, as you guys know, Leonard likes to, to switch one through five. Florida State's always been a team that's had a ton of length, a ton of rim protectors, and a ton of athleticism, and that's not quite the case. And so – uh, the staff is trying to make some adjustments as well on the fly on what's the best way to put this team in success to go out and have, have the best chance to win. Jeff, let's flip to football here. I think it's a really intriguing game you have before Florida because you play Louisiana. You know, how much of what right. Billy Napier did is being run there? You know, can that be an advantage for Florida when they see what Florida State does against that? Can it be an advantage for Florida State if they see what Louisiana does? Pretty intriguing game here. It is. Yeah, you said it. I mean, it's, it is interesting that on the schedule you have Billy Napier's old team the week before for the matchup yeah. uh, next Friday, right? And you have an assistant under Billy Napier uh, and Michael Decimo that is his first-year head coach that's been a raging cage in his entire life and has worked under Billy Napier for, you know, for, for had for a number of years um, during Billy's time at Louisiana. And so 
that is going to be the chess match uh, throughout over the next nine days. You know, I'm, I'm not quite sure, Steve, how much one will, will carry over onto the other. Uh, I think it certainly is a good talking point for, for both of uh, you know all of us to discuss and to try and uh, get an idea of you know is is Florida going to do some of the same things that Louisiana is going to do like you talked about vice versa will the game plans be the same you know I think obviously on both sides of it as we get ready for the game next Friday night uh, in prime time both sides will have a, a few wrinkles here or there that the other uh, hasn't seen throughout the season. Jeff Colhane, our guest here, voice of the Florida State Seminoles, talking hoops and football with us. Uh, again, you look at football, Jeff, and the teams mirror each other, slow starts, you know, maybe playing their best football now. What's caused the turnaround for Florida State? Well, Florida State actually got to a great start. They started 4-0 and had, had a great win against LSU. And it, Florida State's low was in the middle yep. um, in October with, with the three games where – you know, they played their best three opponents of the season on the schedule outside of LSU um, in, in Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. And, you know, the NC State game is one that, that we're still kicking ourselves over here because it really felt like Florida State was the better team that night. You know, they knocked Devin Leary out of the game. And, you know, Jack Chambers, a backup quarterback who only threw one pass and you, know, you essentially throw the entire defensive game plan out the window. Uh, the, the Wolfpack had a, a lot of success running the football in that second half. That, that's a game that a lot of Seminole fans look back at and go, man, if we had that one in our back pocket, you're potentially talking about a New Year's Six game this year if you went out. And there's obviously a lot of work to be done before that's, that's all said and done. But you know, I'll tell you what, Steve, coming out of the bye week, you know, it's set up where you had Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech was shorthanded at the quarterback spot with Jeff Sims out. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered uh, that day anyway, the way Florida State played. But uh, they've been able to come out and really uh, just seem they've just locked it in uh, in all three phases. They're playing very complimentary football. They're very connected defensively right now. They haven't allowed a touchdown drive at 23 consecutive touches by the opposing offenses, and they're starting to turn people over. Where that was a big question if that was ever going to come about for this uh, Florida State defense, and I think a big one is Jordan Travis as well. I mean, Jordan Travis from from what you guys saw a year ago at the end of the year. So what he's doing right now as a passer is night and day. Uh, he's not looking over his shoulder. He's not in a quarterback battle. It's been his team uh, from uh, the word go in the off season, and he has taken the keys to the car and he's driven this thing uh, very, very efficiently and very well. You know, in his last two games, he's thirty-one of thirty-five for right around three hundred and sixty yards and six touchdown passes. So Travis's emergence as an efficient passer uh, and a playmaker in that area and not having to be a run-first guy has really opened some things up, I feel like, for Mike Norvell and what he wants to do. You know, the offensive line had always been an issue, but because, you know, Travis has played better, that group must be playing better as well. Are there areas still of concern here? I think the offensive line is playing the best that it's played. You, you, you know, you guys have seen it, you know, going back five, six, seven years. And, you know, you've had, over the last three weeks, Trey Benson, the Oregon transfer, who played for Mario Cristobal and Eugene. He suffered a, just a catastrophic knee injury a couple of years ago. Didn't know if he'd be able to return and play football again. He is obviously healed up. Uh, he has taken his rehab seriously, and he's come to Florida State and gotten a fresh start. And he's been the running back of the week in the ACC for three straight weeks. Uh, and the offensive line, they hit the transfer portal in the offseason and even, even suffered a couple – 
of season-ending injuries as well early on with Caden Lyles from Wisconsin and Bless Harris, who was supposed to be the starting right tackle out of the bar. He got hurt in the first game of the year. Um, they just had guys emerge uh, and really take things to another level. And I think that's why you're hearing Alex Atkins' name as a candidate at some of these openings uh, around the country with, with head coaching spots, and he's a rising star uh, in the business with what he's doing at Florida State University. And so uh, the offensive line ha- has stepped up. Uh, they've improved. They played better and more physical. The the addition of Trey Benson has been massive. And then in the passing game, well, you know, speaking of the portal, that was another area before the season this this coaching staff wanted to address, and they did, bringing in Johnny Wilson out of Arizona State and Micah Pittman out of Oregon as well. Those two have been huge uh, key additions uh, to the offensive side of the football. Should be fun, and it will be in prime time a week from Friday. Jeff, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Hope we can do this again down the line, and uh, we'll see what happens in a, in a few days, and then we'll see what happens in basketball as well. Yes. Yep. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, love chatting with you guys anytime. Thank you, Thank Jeff. You. Appreciate it. Yep. New voice of the Florida State Seminoles, Jeff Colhane on Sports Scene. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We will open the phone lines for you, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jack Alberstein. The Gators women's basketball team travels to Tallahassee tonight to take on Florida State. The Gators head into this game after two blowout victories and look to keep up their strong play. Both teams are undefeated so far, but won't stay that way after tonight. Tune in right here for live coverage of the game beginning at 545. The Florida Gators swimming and diving team has added 20 signees to their 2023 recruiting class. This impressive class includes the number one recruits in both the men's and women's side. The Orlando Magic take on the Minnesota Timberwolves at home tonight. The Magic currently sit at 4-10 and 13th place in the Eastern Conference. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, step up if you can and give a hand to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, boat, just about any kind of vehicle, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. The reason? It really helps at-risk young boys from troubled homes and the Road Heaver Boys Ranch is sustained by the donated vehicles. They repair them, they resell them. So it helps because they do all the work and reap the benefits. Your donations are tax deductible, and they go a long way towards helping a really great cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Gary's Tackle Box, we're excited. Woo! It's our 12th annual customer appreciation sale, celebrating you. Monday, November 21st through the 23rd, we'll have tons of store-wide savings, including our huge selection of reels, rods, and the area's most solid stock of line, weights, floats, hooks, and tons of lures. Oh, yeah, we're also giving away stuff all week. Yeah, baby! Come enter to win one of our two huge tackle boxes stuffed with your favorite lures, one fresh and one saltwater. Win gear from Aftco, Bahio, Bass Assassin, 13 Fishing, Spro, Big Bite Baits, 
Nomad Design, and more, like Rapala, Lunker Hunt, Sunline, Dobbins Rods, St. Croix, Strike King, Luz, River to Sea, Shimano, Pure Flats Lures, and many more. If you fish or know someone who likes to fish, mark your calendars now and come join us for your chance to win, plus a free event t-shirt with every purchase while they last. Gary's Tackle Box, the 12th Annual Customer Appreciation Sale, November 21st through the 23rd. See you there. Find them on Facebook at Gary's Tackle Box. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let Put the worry in their hands and then you'll have great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Had an email here, uh, a rather random email, but kind of a cool email. Uh, Mark said, I've always noticed in college football the head coach is almost always flanked by two police officers or state troopers on the, on the sideline during and at the conclusion of games. Do you know what prompted this? The first time I remember a, a, a state trooper being on the side of a coach was for Bear Bryant. And I think, you know, back then, fans kind of were more apt to rush the field, you know, some crazy, you know, going after a coach if something didn't go right. And so I think when people saw Bear Bryant doing that, they adopted that. That is, that's my opinion. I don't know that, but it's the first time I remember watching old film of him 
and there were troopers near him. And that's the first time I ever saw it. Uh, yeah, man, what's happening? Well, what's going on, Steve? Well, feed my boy, dog. Getting ready for Friday night. It's number two versus three and three A. Number one team in three A loss. So more than likely, this will be your championship game. The winner of this game probably will win the state in three A, and they got to come to feed one. So that looks good for us. All right. Well, as far as the old Gator Man, it's time for the Gator Man had to give out any awards this year. It's time to give out a few awards. I got the Gator Man's top ten awards. The well, the season's 10, not the done yet. Huh? The season's not done yet. Well, this is uh, <laughs> just an appetizer. Oh, okay. Show. All right. Okay. I got you. Well, well, number 10, the very disappointed award goes to Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. Number 9, the best freshman award goes to Trevor Etienne. Number eight, the overhyped award got to go to Alabama. Number seven, you got only two years to perform. That award got to go to Auburn. Number six, Coach of the Year award. I'm going to give it to Kirby Smart, even though they say he got all the players. It's not easy going back to back, going he's done. Number five, the Surprise of the Year award goes to LSU. Number four, the Rock and Flop award of the year goes to Tennessee against Georgia. And number three, needs one more year award. That goes to Anthony Richardson. Come on back for one more year. And number two, the one-two punch award in the SEC goes to Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne. And the number one award, award goes to Vanderbilt Commodores. If you ain't a Gator, you're a Gator Bait Award on Saturday. Steve, you have a good day. Gator man, thank you. Patrick says, when Lane Kiffin's career is over, how many total SEC teams will he have coached? Probably about 10. Nah, I mean, it could be three or four. Maybe. You wonder, you wonder, just throwing this out, okay? If Lane Kiffin went to Auburn and was successful there and beat Saban in the Iron Bowl and it came time for Saban to retire, would they go after Lane Kiffin? Interesting. Uh, B.B. says uh, he said he saw one of the most heartbreaking press conferences by a college football coach. Yes. Uh, Tony Elliott in the Virginia Coaches press conference was just, if you, if you haven't seen it, it's awful. Awful in a bad way in terms of what he had to do. Uh, he says, what are the realistic achievable goals for the women's and men's Gator basketball teams? The NCAA tournament. I mean, look. The media picked both those teams to finish seventh in the league. Had they been wrong before? You bet. In, 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 in a good way and a bad way. But I think this year, if you make the NCAA tournament, you're doing all right. He said, do you think the Packers win at home tomorrow night, which NFL teams after bad starts may turn the corner? Hmm. Oh, boy, bad start. I, I guess it would de- determine, first of all, you know, what constitutes uh, a bad start. But um, I'm trying to give a bad start. I, you know, boy, I can't think of one. I mean, the Commanders didn't have a great start, and they're 5-5 five and five now. Um, Green Bay is four and six. The 49ers are five and four. I think they're a little better than that. 
So those would be my candidates for that. By the way, did you see where the XFL drafted its quarterbacks? There's not Shaner going to be working with the Orlando team, and uh, there's, there's not a lot of guys there that are household names for sure. Uh, and did you see Michigan State and Kentucky last night? Double overtime, great game. There's something to be said at times for playing a really difficult schedule. Because as long as you don't get beat down by that schedule, I think it it can really benefit a team. And I think that it benefited Michigan State because they had a tough uh, opening schedule. Come on, people. Talk a little sports today. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Andrew Allegretta, the play-by-play voice of Vanderbilt, will join us at the top of the hour. Uh, Then, over the next couple of days, Sean Kelly here tomorrow. Leilani Correa from Florida Women's Basketball. Hopefully he's going to be here tomorrow. Find out a little more about her. And then Mitch Light, uh, sideline reporter for Vanderbilt, will be here. And we hope to have a couple of other guests coming up on Friday as well. It'll also be Prognostication Friday. And remember, Thanksgiving week, we will have our normal Billy Napier press conference. Shane Matthews here. Tuesday, we'll have our normal inside the huddle and sports scene. Wednesday at noon, we will do our FSU pregame show. And then we're still determining if we're going to have our extra point postgame show either after the game on Friday or sometime Saturday. But when we come to a conclusion on that, we will certainly let you all know because we want to hear from you, uh, especially uh, after a game like that. John says, in general, as a fan, when you hire a new coach, which of the following do you want to have happen to his prior team and why? Assume similar to Louisiana, the prior team hired one of your coach's assistants take over as head coach. Which of these would you pick? The old team falls apart with many losses. Looks nothing like they did under your coach. Big drop in team's performance. No noticeable change. Team improves. Seems obvious at first to select one, but also may indicate your coach didn't prepare his old team well for change. He didn't teach his assistants, which stay at the old school, how to coach on their own. He doesn't raise the school's overall ability to a point where they don't regress after he leaves. Boy, that's, John, that's hard. Because, I mean, look, you would hope a head coach and what that head coach brings to you philosophically, organizationally, that loss would be felt to some degree, right? I mean, you sure as heck don't want that coach to leave. And here's the other thing that could happen. You can't judge that on one year, right? Supposing a coach leaves and he really has a stacked team coming back the next year. Well, see, they can win without him. Well, Let's look at what that program is two, three years after 
a head coach leaves. I think that's that, that's more uh, of a uh, a measuring stick, if you will. Jonesy says, when it comes to college basketball in March, madness starts. What are some of the teams you wouldn't want to face if they're in the tournament? I'd say Michigan State and Syracuse. That just depends. I mean, it's November, right? How are you playing when you get to March? All of that. That's, I mean, that, that's really hard to answer now, Jonesy. Brett, you got about a minute. Go ahead. Hey, quickly. Uh, Steve, I called you about a year ago. I was going to bring you a 1984 bottle, championship bottle of Coca-Cola for the Gators, and I misplaced the darn thing. And I'm a pilot, so I fly cross-country. I ended up flying to San Diego this past weekend, getting in a Falcon F2 that I'd flown before. The Coca-Cola bottle was under the captain's seat. (laughs) How about that? Yes, sir. I've um, got it for you. We'll bring it to you as quickly as I can. You have a good day. All right, Bye. Brett. Thank you. Glad you found it. and glad you're safe, too. That's our first hour. You're going to hear next from the play-by-play voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores, Andrew Allegretta, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them, too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 
There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hour two of Sports Scene for this Wednesday commences now. Sam Potosa is producing the broadcast. Hope you enjoyed the first hour. A lot of Florida, Florida State talk, and why not? Because the two programmers will meet three times over the next nine days in women's basketball, men's basketball, and, of course, in football. But first, the Getter football team will face the Vanderbilt football team in Nashville Saturday. Their play-by-play voice, Andrew Allegretta, now joins us. Andrew, always a pleasure to have you back. Uh, congratulations on getting that SEC win. I, I, I don't know how much that hung you know, over the program, but I'm sure everybody's glad to get that off the table, right? Oh, there's no doubt. First off, good to talk with you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was certainly a, a joyous afternoon in Kentucky, for sure. Um, you know, I don't know how much it uh, hovered over the program. I don't know how much it hovered over each individual player or each individual coach. I'm sure that is dependent on the person. However, clearly it was a cathartic moment uh, when C.J. Taylor intercepted Will Levis and the ball game was over and they had won the game. It was clearly a level of catharsis on the field for sure. Uh, as you look at Vanderbilt playing for ball eligibility, four wins, where do you see the most improvement in this team, Andrew, from start to now? I would say athleticism. and That's really from the start of last season to this point in time. There are more people, Steve, on the field for Vanderbilt that can make more explosive plays than they've had for the better part of two to three years, whether that's the wide receiver, Will Shepard, who has nine receiving touchdowns, uh, whether that's the running back, Ray Davis, who's coming off a a couple of really strong uh, 100-yard performances uh, on the ground, whether that's the quarterback, Mike Wright, who ran for a 59-yard touchdown run against Kentucky, or if he comes back, the freshman quarterback, A.J. Swan, who's got just a gigantic arm, Defensively, they've got a couple of players that that can get after you. Uh, The safety anchor position, whatever you want to call it, C.J. Taylor's a local kid. He's made some special, special plays, his multiple defensive touchdowns uh, this season. So that that doesn't mean they've got enough SEC depth uh, to truly challenge the top of the league. We understand that. We get that. But right now, there's way more athleticism and way more people on this team that are going to challenge you than perhaps last year or two years ago. Uh, you mentioned the quarterback situation. Uh, 
and again, if, if Ship comes back, who would be the starter? Has that been determined yet? Uh, so I think that's going to be a game-time decision whether A.J. Swan can go or, or whether he cannot go. I would hunch leading into this week, based on the amount of practice time that, that A.J. would get, uh, that Mike Wright probably is the leader in the clubhouse uh, to be the starting quarterback. Um, but that is certainly not guaranteed. They're totally different people. Um, I think last year, Ken Seals was the starting quarterback for Vanderbilt when they came to Gainesville. Mike Wright is, he's not strictly a runner by any stretch, but his strength for sure is his ability to challenge and stress defenses with his legs. A.J. Swan is more of a prototypical big-time gunslinger uh, quarterback, so they're totally different. I would hunch, uh, based just again on uh, practice time, et cetera, health, Again, just gut that it's more likely Mike Wright is the starting quarterback, but we'll see with AJ throughout the course of the next seventy-two hours or so. Yep, uh, Swan's done a, a, a good job at times, and we'll see what happens with this. Um, defensively, sometimes numbers can lie. Vanderbilt's last in the league, giving up thirty-five points a game. Is this unit better now, though, than when it was beginning of the year? The thing that is stressed and challenged the defense, Steve, more than anything is the explosive play on the outside. Um, if you go up against an old Miss team or someone like that or Alabama or whatever that can really put pressure on your cornerbacks, Vanderbilt has struggled throughout the course of the season. And, you know, I don't know if they're quantifiably better at that particular area. I think they've gotten better at scheming to manage that potential weakness whether that's getting after the quarterback. They sacked Will Levis four times last weekend. Now I know Florida's offensive line has, and in part because of, you know, Anthony Richardson's been very good, being very elusive, very athletic. I get it. Sacks aren't super high against this Florida Gators team, but they have challenged quarterbacks with blitzes and pressures and twists and all of that sort of stuff. And their tackling up the middle through the linebackers has usually been pretty good throughout the course of the season. So um, they've been able to scheme around that particular weakness. There seems to be, and you kind of mentioned some of the players here, um, you know, more SEC caliber players, players on the offensive side of the ball that can make some explosive plays and and, and make some things happen. Uh, As far as recruiting and what uh, Clark is doing there, is that on the uptick too? Uh, It seems to be. Again, I think we sort of are, I don't want to say comfortable, but we understand that you know, you could have a top 30 recruiting class in the country and still finish last in this conference in terms of the recruiting rankings. They have, uh, for folks that are super in the weeds on recruiting, would know the name Barton Simmons, who for a long time, I believe, was at 247 Sports. Yep. Um, I believe that's where he was. He was. Uh, and he was, yeah, he was, a, he was a big name there, but he's good buds with Clark Lee. They grew up together. Um, so he comes back, he comes off of that recruiting site sort of thing, and he's an in-house guy trying to build this roster. Barton would tell you that, you know, regardless of if you finish ninth, 10th, 11th in the SEC in recruiting rankings, there's a 1,000 NFL players. That's his mindset. Every single year, there's a 1,000 guys that come to college that could be NFL players if they develop them properly and get them to the next level. So the recruiting is on the uptick. I think they've got a strategy, a game plan, a message that they're presenting to their style of recruits uh, that is going to benefit them long-term. There will be more talent. There will be more depth. 
it's not going to be the way that Florida does it, LSU does it, Bama does it, Georgia does it. We're not going to stack you know, a whole mess of five stars on this roster. But what we're going to do is take an A.J. Swan, who is a four-star quarterback, and develop him to his peak. We're going to take a Jaden McGowan, who's a freshman from South Carolina that was pretty much getting only Ivy League offers, and all of a sudden he's here, and he's been a real force for us because of his SEC caliber speed. Uh, so we're going to do, at least the game plan is, find those 1,000 guys that can be NFL players and develop them to the best of our ability. And from their mindset, whether they finish 10th, 11th, 13th, 14th, eventually 15th or 16th in the SEC and recruiting rankings, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because we can still be a top 30 or 40 recruiting class and develop them to the best of our ability to challenge teams. Andrew Allegretta, play-by-play voice of Vanderbilt, joining us here on Sports Scene. Two last questions for you. I, I've been to Nashville a million times, haven't lately. Uh, there was some reluctance with previous administrations to – you know, put money into the facility. Is that changing? Uh, yes, which is fun <laughs> and well-received internally. Um, again, we're not Georgia or Bama or whatever. We're not going to dump a billion dollars into athletic facilities, uh, at least right out of the gate. However, we're in the midst of a $300 million renovation of just about every athletic space, finally getting a dedicated football indoor practice facility, uh, getting a better dedicated basketball indoor practice facility, uh, totally revamping Vanderbilt, now First Bank Stadium, which is, you know, 100 years old. It's 100 years old this year. Uh, and they're going to dump about, you know, $300 million or so into all of these projects to, to, to commit themselves to athletics in a way that they haven't before. That's very much top-down, not just athletic director, that's chancellor uh, guided. Uh, his message to the community has always been, if, if we are going to be Vanderbilt and we're going to attempt to excel across the board, whether that's academic, whether that's research, that also means on the playing field. So we can't skip on that particular space. They're going to do it in Vanderbilt's way. They're going to do it in a way that's appropriate here. But yes, there is... There is a renewed sense of um, pushing the envelope from a resource standpoint, resource standpoint to athletics. Always ask this of my guests. If, if Vanderbilt wins this game, Andrew, what's got to go right? I think the best thing that they did against Kentucky um, was have a bend but don't break defense. Uh, cliche a smidge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Florida's, Florida, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Florida, Florida's awfully talented. Uh, but if you pick through the numbers, the red zone offense has been curious, and perhaps you'd be able to shed more light on that. I know they're at the bottom in red zone offense this year, a 60% touchdown clip once they get in there. Uh, there was four red zone tries for Kentucky last Saturday. It was one touchdown, it was one blocked field goal, and two field goals. Uh, if Vanderbilt can make sure that <laughs> whatever happens, <laughs> they're not giving up gigantic chunk plays, and they're minimizing the ability for Florida to get into the end zone, even if they hold them to like two for four touchdown in the red zone and two field goals or whatever it is. You just you prolong the game, you get yourself to the fourth quarter, and you try to make a play late, which is exactly what they did against Kentucky. All right, we're going to find out what happens on Saturday. Andrew, always appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing it. You got it, Steve. Thank you. Andrew Allegretta, he is the play-by-play voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open the phone lines the rest of the day for you. Emails as well. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville 
Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. This is Bryce Mitchell. The Florida women's basketball team travels to Florida State for their classic rivalry tonight. This is the first of three meetings UF will have with FSU in the next nine days. The second meeting is on Friday with men's basketball and football will meet on November 25th. Make sure to tune in here tonight at 545 for women's basketball. The men and women's swimming and diving team travel to Athens for the Georgia Invitational tomorrow. The meet will end on Sunday. The team has also added 20 new signees to their 2023 class. The regional semifinals start this Friday for high school football playoffs. P.K. Young and Chiefland are among the teams completing. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to tell you now about a global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. That company is Arthrex, and they're hiring right now at their facilities in Florida, California, and in South Carolina. They pioneered the field of arthroscopy, and they're committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare pros who use their products and ultimately the millions of people whose lives they impact. And because they're experiencing this unprecedented growth, they are hiring. And you have the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. So find out more about the hiring process and how you can join the team at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Tres Leches pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. Okito America's new location is now open and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. 
it is one of the top five most important purchases you're going to make in your entire life. International Diamond Center's Ryan McKellen talking about your engagement ring. We take the time to make sure that you have that peace of mind in that purchase. At IDC, peace of mind starts with a hand-picked certified diamond that is cut for maximum brilliance. And when I put my diamond up against a diamond that you can find in almost any other retail location, we're going to end up beating the competition because our product stands out to the eye of the beholder. It sparkles more, it jumps off the ring, and just outperforms. And to showcase that diamond, IDC has rings from premier designers like Takori, Viraggio, Henry Dossi, and many more. IDC carries brands that other stores are not even allowed to carry. And then you get the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry, backed by a family who stands behind every purchase for life. Our integrity is paramount. We take care of your ring for life. We invite you in as an extension of our family. But you always know that you're getting top quality products. That peace of mind that the customer gets is unbelievable. International Diamond Center for that once-in-a-lifetime purchase at Celebration Point. The holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sean Kelly here tomorrow about 1220. Make sure you get your questions, calls, and comments ready for him. All right, Sam, I'm going to ask you this here. Uh, I've never heard of this, um, but the most popular college football tailgates, according to Instagram, uh, BBQ Revolution has analyzed... 44,000 images on Instagram to determine the most popular tailgate colleges. Who do you think is number one? I would not have guessed it. Nope. They are not even in the top ten. And you would think with the Grove and everything. Yeah. Uh, There are uh, four SEC teams in the top ten. LSU? LSU is number seven. Auburn. Auburn is not there. Alabama. Alabama is not there. Texas A&M. Not there. Wow. The Florida Gators. They're there. Number three. Really? Number three. That's interesting. Yeah. The others, Arkansas at 10, and uh, South Carolina at number two. Now, if you've never been there, they got the the cabooses and all that other stuff. I mean, they, they do it right. Penn State, number one. Carolina, Florida, Michigan State, Texas, Michigan, LSU, Miami. Uh, Howard. Whoa. No one tailgates for the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, Howard University and Arkansas. Top ten. Uh, I'm just telling you what 
I guess they analyzed what was on it. So maybe it's just who posts on Instagram here, because you're right. I mean, I've been to Miami, and unless something's changed, uh, there's not a lot of folks out there who are doing that. All right, we got uh, half an hour, a little more than that. Need to hear from you. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Here it is, Wednesday. Not one phone call about this game in football. Hard to believe Florida won this game last year 42 to nothing. Yeah. And Florida has not lost at Vanderbilt. I think I'm right in this. At Vanderbilt since 1988. Been some close ones. But maybe that's why, you know, there's not the buzz for this. Uh, Joe emails about basketball. Uh, He says, Steve, uh, what's your level of concern uh, with the Gators uh, after three games? Concern. I think if you are 0-3, and look, look at Florida State. Right, you you heard their play-by-play voice talk to you about their injuries, you know all that. I think that's that's a concern because you don't know how many guys are going to come back because they look lost. Florida didn't look lost. Do they have some things to clean up? Yep, they do. But I. Once again, when you're picked to finish seventh, can you overachieve? Sure, you can. And I mentioned this the last time they lost to an in-state non-Power 5 team, I think it was JU, in 2010, and Florida ended up winning the SEC that year. So you just you can't tell. Tony says, I know it's November. Fun game between the Stars and the Lightning last night. OT win for Tampa Bay. I wouldn't think the tailgating at UF is top three. Part of the problem is everybody's spread out. That might be the dumbest list ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I would love to know. I mean, that's just by an Instagram post. You know, what does that necessarily mean? Um, But I will tell you, LSU, I went there several times, and even in baseball, those people are crazy. First time I ever went to LSU with baseball, pulled up, and they're tailgating like football. Not not as many, but a lot. You Gators, come over here. You want some gumbo? Come over here. I mean, it was incredible. I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve, I got a broadcasting question for you of all things, but a quick question about the FSU game. Okay. Um, uh, Dilly was saying that a lot of Florida fans apparently don't like the move to Friday. I'm assuming that's just what monkeying with tradition, changing the old routine. What's the big uh, issue? I'm assuming they want more eyeballs for TV. What's the What's the gripe on the Florida side? Uh, I don't. I think the gripe is probably on the fan side, and you know it's always on a Saturday. Yeah, just just kind of changing the the routine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I know, like, what uh, 
who usually plays the day after Thanksgiving? Um, is that when Arkansas and somebody plays Texas A&M? It just seems like it's a, that a lot of people watch college football the day after Thanksgiving. Yes, but that's different watching it versus going to it. Yeah, okay. I just was wondering why. Hey, Steve, what's um, your official title down there? At UAF, outside of doing the show, are you the uh, dr- uh, dean of the broadcasting department? No, God, I'm I am not. Uh, I am not an academician. <laughs> okay, so you don't teach a broadcasting class? Yes, I teach, but I'm not an academician. Well, I think it is. I think you are, Steve. I think I makes you a professor. Well, in other words, I'm not a professor. <laughs> okay, let's put it well, that here's way. Where I'm, here's where I'm going, Steve. Um, have you seen this deal, the viral clip? A lot of people are mad about the Jeff Saturday deal going straight from the the booth to the head coaching job with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this clip that it's kind of gone viral with um, Bill Cowher? I saw it live when he did it. Yeah, okay. Uh, his main point for people who didn't see it was it's a you know, it's an affront to the coaching community and. Um, you know, how dare you go straight from the broadcast booth to a head coaching job without any experience? And I think most people go along with that. I roll my eyes at the hire, too. I think you've done some consulting work, but I agree. You know, you go learn how to what to do. And, you know, I think experience is good in any walk of life. But then I heard on another show, Steve, something that made sense to me, and this is my broadcasting question. You've seen the, the UF department down there has turned, off a lot of, turned out a lot of gators on the SEC network and other places. And it seems like there are an awful lot of ex-athletes that go straight from the field to some big uh, broadcasting job. I would cite Jason Whitten, who had no experience at all, went to Monday Night Football, got, mm-hmm. got paid and embarrassed himself. Um, I could go on and on here. Let's go with uh, like a lot of these made-for-TV shows like Keyshawn Johnson. You can't turn on ESPN without seeing Keyshawn Johnson. I doubt he ever did any radio work before he uh, when he retired from football. I don't think he paid any dues, and he's got a big gig. Jay Will and Zubin, you know, you, you've seen all these shows. Do you have kids in your department there, Steve? I'm assuming you do that are training to be, say, color guys that are trying to go. You know, and it seems like these jobs are just given straight to athletes with no broadcasting experience at all. So if you're going to rip Jeff Saturday for not having any coaching experience, shouldn't you rip these athletes for getting all these cushy gigs with no broadcasting experience? Well, let's take a step back because you, 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 there's a lot you threw out there, okay? Yeah. Not everybody who is an ex, I don't care who it is, is going to work out just like coaches don't work out, right? You think when you hire a coach, that's the best hire you're making. He or she is the coach is going to lead us to what It doesn't work out. It's the same in the broadcast profession, okay? O.J. Simpson didn't work out. One of the, I mean... Arguably, one of the best running backs of all time, he wasn't very good on Monday Night Football. So you take a chance when you hire an athlete like that who doesn't end up panning out, and then you hire a guy like Chris Collinsworth, who is, I think, tremendous at what he does. So it's a crapshoot like anything else. Yes, and it's a a crapshoot with Saturday, too, right? I don't see anybody ripping Jason Witten when he gets the Monday Night Football gig or even Romo or all these dudes, you know, like doesn't Tom Brady have a big $30 million gig waiting on him in broadcasting? He's never, he's never done anything in broadcasting. But, it's, but here's where it's different. There is no minor league, so to speak, uh, in terms of analyst for football, right? Because unless you're doing a high school game, the only gig you have is an ESPN gig or an SEC Network gig to do college and then do pro, right? Where in coaching, you do have that ascension process where, you know, you start as an analyst, you pay your dues, 
you know, then you become an assistant, and then you di- then you become, you know, an assistant head coach. So, I mean, it's a little bit different in terms of the ladder that you go in terms of what the broadcast well, well, I'll just leave you with one last question, Steve. What do you tell one of your bright, shining star, rising star, gator, uh, you know, kids that you might see in the classroom that's trying to pay their dues, maybe calling high school games on a Friday night, getting some color experience, trying to get one of these big ESPN gigs? So what do you say to them when, they, when you say, well, when you pay all these dues for 10 years, somebody like Tom Brady or Jason Witten is going to st- uh, swoop in there and steal your cookies? Because it's not going to be – you're not going to do a gig here uh, to be an analyst. That doesn't happen. The, the, where you, where you get your work is, let me finish, where you get your work is would be as a play-by-play person because the way the industry is, they have ex-players doing color. That's just how it is. Well, maybe, maybe old Cowher can rip Jason Witten one day. Hang All in right, there, Thank you. One thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What you can say about how the procedures have affected my life is that they haven't. I lose track of which teeth are my real teeth and which are the implants and which have crowns and which don't. They don't give me pain and I'm able to use them and I'm 71 years old and you know I can still eat steak and apples and whatever else I want to eat. What I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is that it's just a good place to come to have dental work done. From the staff, through the physicians, through the dentists, um, they're top notch. I I just don't think you could find a better place to have dental work done than Exceptional Dentistry. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and know your zone. In the case of an evacuation, have a plan to go to a hurricane shelter, hotel, or stay with a family or friends. If you're ordered to evacuate, you need to leave. You can rebuild your home, but you cannot rebuild your life. This hurricane season, know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things, for our planet. Planning a road trip to visit family and friends this holiday season? Now is the perfect time to make sure your car is getting optimal gas mileage. First, check your tires and make sure they are inflated to proper pressure. Remove heavy items like golf clubs from your car and plan on packing light. And minimize stops on longer trips to help maximize your fuel economy. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Temperatures falling throughout the day today as winds turn from the north. They'll gust about 15 miles an hour. Tonight turning partly cloudy and getting cold. Tomorrow morning, lows in the mid-40s. In the afternoon tomorrow, sun and clouds well below average temperatures. Highs struggling to get to near 60 degrees. Then tomorrow night into Friday morning, lows in the low 40s, the upper 30s near I-10. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Wade Phillips, who is now the XFL Houston Roughnecks head coach. I would love for you to tell me one other thing about the XFL. Tell me about the owner of the league and Dwayne Johnson. Have you got a chance to meet The Rock yet? Oh, it was great, yeah. Uh, we arm wrestled a couple times. He got me two out of three. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF Radio App. Home stretch of the show, final 25 minutes today. Jake will join us first. Hi, Jake. Hey, i uh, got three points real quickly to Steve. Uh, as far as college uh, commentators, in, in my order, I like to rank of Danielson first, McElroy second, and Herb Street third. I'm sure that disagrees with a lot of people, but I think those three, they're by far my favorites. I think all three of them are real knowledgeable. I think McElroy's really underestimated. Okay. Um, point two, uh, the fact that nobody's really talking much about this Vanderbilt game, like you said, surprises me. I think it's going to be a lot tighter game than 14.5 points. As a gambling man, I, I bet we win. But uh, I, I watched that Kentucky game. I know one game doesn't make, but I think they uh, Vandy really kind of manhandled Kentucky, to be honest. The quarterback, right, looked really, really good. And that Davis, I've watched him. He's really, really good. So I think they're going to give us a little bit better challenge than people think. Well, I think we're going to win. They'll remember 42 to nothing last year. Uh, you know, they're coming off, you know, getting that win. So, you know, from an attitude standpoint, you know, they'll be going into the game, you know, really good. Now, you know, we'll see as the game goes along. Uh, as far as basketball goes, is uh, Lofton, is he the guy from St. Bonaventure? Yep. Okay. Well, my comments about the basketball team were, are, if it wasn't for Castleton and Lofton, I don't think we could beat View Holes High School. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Wow. Daryl, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. I'm going to comment on that analyst thing. I think what, I don't know if the guy was missing, but most of the 
analysts because they're there because of their exactly. experience in right. the sport. Exactly. So that's why they're analyzing the sport. That helps me, you know, anybody, a viewer, David, okay, go, let's see it through their eyes, and that can maybe help you see what they were seeing to help you understand the play and what was going on at the time. It's like with you and Jeff, both of y'all play baseball, and y'all bounce off one another. And I, I just, I, you know, love it. Nick, it was the, uh, the, 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 the commentator, and then y'all analyzed or whatever. It was football. Like, I love Mark um, McGriff, you know, analyzing the data games. You know, he puts us there, you know, doing the game. Shane is doing a good job. So, well, I, here's, I think he's missing that. I, here's the thing I think where it's apples and oranges, to your point, Daryl, right. that in the NFL, Coach Cowher's thing was, hey, look, he understands Jeff Saturday was a terrific player, right? right. But he's right. a coach, and here's a guy who turned down – you know, being an assistant coach, and he didn't, in, in Coach Cowher's eyes, he didn't pay his dues right. to be, you know, an analyst and then work his way right. up, okay? And, right. and he sees that as an affront to all the coaches that are, that, are, that are doing that, that, you know, work their butt off over a period exactly. of years to become a coach. It's right. different in being an analyst at, right. on, a, on a broadcast because there is no... Uh, minor league, so to speak. You don't work right. your way up. You're, to your point, you're there because you've played and you have an expertise, even though, as we know, all those guys don't always work out. Right, exactly. So it takes it's a lot to it. You have to the knowledge and be able to speak well and deliver well. So it's a lot to it. So it is, you know, I know they go through an interview process or all that process. I, do, I, I like, I think analysts are good for the game with the sport. You know, and I also love the ones like Laura Rutledge and the ones that have come up through the the program there at UF, and then you know being on such a big stage now. Yep, we we take a lot of pride in that. That's for sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Daryl. Right, yep, appreciate you, your call. Drew's got a gripe. He says, to, uh, at least personally, his gripe for them moving the game to Friday is you can't get off work to get the tally in time to make the game. If it was on Saturday, I could. Yeah, that's definitely the gripe. I mean, you. You do perhaps have to alter what you do for Thanksgiving. And I know somebody's going to say, oh, it's just a day. Well, uh, sometimes one day can make a difference. John, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, I agree with your last caller. I, I compare the color guy to the expert witness on the, in court. You, you don't bring another attorney in as the expert witness. You bring an expert in that field. And and I think the color guy is the expert in whatever sport you're playing. Yeah, like I said, it's not it's not an apples to apples comparison because there is no place to start like there is in coaching. You know, a grad assistant. You know, look 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 at right now. You could be an analyst, right? Well, that's where you start. And then, you know, if it goes the way it's supposed to, you're an analyst and maybe a grad assistant, and then you're, you know, an assistant defensive backs coach, and then you're the defensive backs coach, and then you're the defensive coordinator, and then maybe you're a head coach. Well, that takes time, right? As a broadcaster, if you're quarterback X who retires from the NFL and you have a name, you're going to get a job right away. There is no wait. Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's, not, no. it's apples and oranges. I agree. Um, one thing on Napier, I, I looked up his uh, Louisiana stats, and uh, his first year, he took over a seven, a five and seven team, kind of like Florida, six and seven. 
He went seven and seven his first year. Um, he was four and four at the midway point, finished seven and seven. I, I think that's probably about where Florida's going to be. His next three years, he lost five games total. So, you know, with some 12 wins, 11 wins, and some conference titles. So I, I think we got the right guy. I think he's, it, he just, it takes a little time. I think he's got it rolling. I think he's, uh, I think he, he knows how to create and run a program. That's, he may not be a great X's and O's head coach. I don't know that yet, but he can create a program. That's my opinion on it. Well, I think most people believe he creates the culture. Uh, he understands what he wants in a program, and he understands that from, you know, the, the ball boy to the head coach, everything in between. You know, he's a Saban guy, and, you know, Saban does those same things. I would also caution a little bit the comparison with Louisiana and here in the sense of there's more good teams in this league. So the ascension may not, may not be as rapid as it was, you know, coaching in the Sun Belt, but we'll see. Yeah, he never, by the way, he played a lot of SEC teams, uh, Louisiana does, and he never beat an SEC team um, while while there. So, yeah, I mean, it. it is, you're right, it, it is way different. Yeah, but I see, and I. but when you make the comparison, I, I understand, because he did turn it around, and I think the hope is, let's just assume for the moment Florida goes 8-5. and five. They, they, you know, lose a game either in the bowl game or FSU, whatever. <clears throat> well, that's still pretty good because most people at the start of the year, if they go back and remember what the heck they said, hey, if Florida wins seven or eight games, that's a pretty good first mm-hmm. year. Well, yeah, it is. But, you know, when they stumbled out of the gate a little bit after beating Utah, well, you can't, I'm not sure about this. Well, you got to let the thing play out. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Thanks, Steve. All right, thank you, John. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget, tomorrow, uh, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is going to be here. Uh, We hope to have Florida women's basketball player Leilani Correa here. Uh, Mitch Light, Vanderbilt sideline reporter, uh, will be here Friday, if all goes well. It's going to be prognostication Friday. Former Gator Ike Hilliard going to be here. And guess where Ike coaches? Auburn. He's a wide receivers coach at Auburn. Been a tough year over there. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. Still time to hear from you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jose Tovar. It's rivalry week for Florida basketball. Tonight, the women's team faces off against Florida State on the road, hoping to stay undefeated. The Gators are 2-0 in the season after beating Florida A&M and UNC Asheville last week. Coverage of the game starts right here at 5.45. The Sunshine Showdown continues from Friday as the Gators men's basketball team also takes on the Seminoles on the road. Florida will look to bounce back after suffering its first loss of the season against FAU on Monday. In other news, the Florida Swim and Dive team added 20 athletes to the 2023 recruiting class today. The signees include an Olympic medalist, 
and Team USA members. That's your Kinsis for Center. I'm Jose Tovar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world, so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Attention contractors, land developers, farm and ranch owners. Grove & Construction is a heavy civil and site development company in the Gainesville area. They have A3 rated structural screen fill dirt and topsoil. If you need fill dirt for any of your farm or business projects, Grove & Construction can deliver. This A3 rated structural screen fill dirt and topsoil is perfect for pastures, arenas, construction projects, site work and development. Call Grove & Construction today for pricing and to schedule your pickup or delivery. 352-204 that's 352-204-0102. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 8.50 a.m. WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are in our final segment. William says, uh, in his opinion, Bill Cowher is doing a lot of whining. Fair is a place where they judge pigs. Is it fair that sons of famous coaches get the opportunity to before anybody else? 
he's just cherry picking on something he doesn't like. No, I don't, he's not cherry picking, uh, William, not at all. Uh, now, he does say, and I agree with this, end of day, proof will be in the pudding about Jeff. He's not cherry picking, though, because he does believe in the process of, you know, paying your dues and all of that. And look, the owner has every right to choose whichever coach he chooses. There were head coaches, or there are head coaches, on that staff. So all he's saying is, you know, it's a, it, it, in his opinion, an insult to the coaching profession that even though he's been a great player, you're taking a guy who's never coached at the college or pro level and said, okay, go coach an NFL team when guys have worked years and years and years to have that chance and then maybe don't get it. I, you know, I get it from the coaching perspective world. Tony, hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, the Friday night um, uh, game. Uh, I've been, I've been. Well, number one, it's it's hard for people from Gainesville and uh, Tallahassee to get to the game unless they take off. So it's it's going to be tough that way. But I've been to plenty of games there at night, and if that fog comes off the river because it's right there, you can't see the field. I mean, it's heavy. And it's it's getting cold right now at night. It'll go down in the in the 40s and 50s up there, and it's it's hard to see the field at night. Um, and of course, this was the old Gator Bowl. I was there when Woody punched a guy, and I couldn't see it. <laughs> I was too far up. Uh, I can hardly claim I was there because I couldn't see it. Couldn't see a thing. So it, 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 I, I think sure you're. I, like I think you got fight. apples and oranges. The game's in Tallahassee. Oh, I am sorry. I thought it was in Jacksonville. My fault. I don't know about anything, but then it's still hard for us to get there. Sorry, Steve. It's okay. I'm, I'm very sorry. Yeah, I took up your time. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, but and, and, and I wonder now, you know, because I think when this thing first came out, Tony, there was a lot of yep. angst um, concerning, uh, you know, the moving the game. But yeah, and I get it, I'm not, right? Because yeah. you, you, I don't know why I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, you know. Um, but I get my, my point right. is when it was moved, you know, is it a bit of an inconvenience, uh, you know, for fans to get there? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. But I guess if you want to go badly enough, you go. Yeah, yeah, you take off today and go. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, sorry for taking up your time. With That's that. no problem. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Robert, you're up. How are you? Hey, Dusty. Good. Yeah, uh, about the coaching with, with Jeff Sander and those guys. Um, Aaron Boone with the Yankees, does he have any kind of uh, coaching experience? Of, I always wondered. Uh, I know his, his dad was a manager. I'm trying to think. Um my first answer would be no, but don't okay. hold me to that. Yeah, I always wondered about that. And it was one one other guy, but I, I can't recall who that is right now. But he seems to be doing a, a good job. I mean, you know. Depends on, depends on who you talk to in New York, but I get you. <laughs> okay. All right. I was, I was just wondering about that. I always kind of 
one that he just came out of the booth and went to managing the, like the top baseball franchise in the majors. So I always wondered about that. Yeah, I mean, he when he left, I believe the last team he played for, I want to say was Houston. Um, oh. And then he went right from there to the broadcast booth. Yes. Right? Yes. So then, I believe I'm right in this, I think he went from the broadcast booth to managing the Yankees. So, once again, yeah, he, I, I think I'm right. He didn't have the experience. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. That's about it, Steve. Okay. Thank you, Robert. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right. So, it's the same point you would make because – a lot of guys in baseball start out as, you know, analysts, gophers. Then they become, you know, maybe let's say pitching is their deal. Um, then you become the pitching coach at low A, you know, Podunk City. You get moved up to double A. You get moved up to triple A. You're, now you're the pitching coach of a major league team. And then maybe you get to be a manager. So I mean it's it's not it's not quite the same but yeah so I mean sometimes that does happen and you can't really criticize Saturday if you're going to use Robert's example of Aaron Boone because again wh- where did he coach so and uh, did Don Manningly coach before he was hired as the Marlins? I, I don't know. But anyway, you, you get where I'm going there. Oh, we got about three or four minutes left, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. And look, I've never met Bill Cower, but I do think, you know, he's an old school, uh, you know, guys pay their dues, uh, you know, sort of thing. Uh, and that's why. And I, I don't think he has anything against Jeff Saturday. Not personally. I, more so the ownership making the hire. And he did win his first game. Did he not? So, I mean, he's 1-0. So we'll see how it works out in the long term. Uh, a couple of emails here to say uh, goodbye for the day. Harold, huh, his question is... Um, Steve, if Florida uh, loses to Florida State but beats Vandy and wins a bowl game, do you still think that's a successful season? Yes. Yes. I get it, right? You didn't beat Tennessee. You didn't beat Georgia. You didn't beat Kentucky. And you wouldn't beat Florida State. I get it. Okay? However, if you win... You know, eight games, that's pretty good. Even seven games, it's pretty good. I go back again to what I said earlier. Most people thought that seven or eight wins would be a good year. By the way, the XFL draft is underway with offensive skill players. Some quarterbacks have already been taken. The D.C. Defenders took running back Abram Smith. Yeah, 
there's some guys here I have no idea who they're taking. I have no idea who they are. Marcel Aitman was actually a good receiver at Oklahoma State, the second overall pick to St. Louis. He was there with that Mason Rudolph and James Washington team. And Jaquez Patrick, he was a running back at Florida State right. in the end years of Jimbo Fisher. Him, I did know, yes. But I didn't know the second guy. So, um, And so, again, you know, you're looking at guys who have not played in a while sometimes or they're playing in a different you know, underling league. But that's what the XFL is. You're not going to see Tom Brady in the XFL. You're not. And, you know, maybe when football season ends, I mean, obviously, I want it to succeed because, you know, Shane is going to coach there. But historically, this kind of league has not succeeded. And now you may have two different leagues going at it for the same audience. That will be fascinating to me to see if indeed, you know, that sort of thing works out. Today, many thanks to a good guest list here. We had Brooke Wyckoff, the coach at Florida State, as her women's team will face Florida. Also, the play-by-play voice of Vanderbilt, Andrew Allegretta, the play-by-play voice of Florida State, Jeff Colhane and Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. Tomorrow, Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Hopefully, Florida women's basketball player, Leilani Correa. Mitch Light, sideline reporter for Vanderbilt. And, of course, your questions, calls, and comments. Thanks to Sam Potosa for producing today. We thank you for listening, taking time out of your busy day to join us and make this show possible. We are going to have our normal uh, prognostication Friday. Next week, it'll be a short week. Just so to give you a little plan ahead here, regular deal on Monday, regular deal on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday at noon, we'll actually do our first and ten pregame show for Florida State because it's going to be Thanksgiving the next day. That's our show for today. Enjoy the rest of it. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. W251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM.